Due to the mature content of this program, listeners' discretion is advised. Thanks for tuning back into the Depths of Darkness, the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world. We're your hosts. I'm Mandy. And I'm retired Major Hugh Jass. In your face. (laughs) Don't know if I'd be happy with that in my face. No. It's always there for you. It's always there, just waiting, waiting to erupt. Anyways, welcome back. Today we're going to be discussing aliens slash extraterrestrials. Yeah, getting kind of fancy. Extraterrestrials is the fancy way of saying aliens. So yeah, Too many syllables. We'll just go with aliens. Aliens. We wanted to let you know it's the ones from outer space. Right. Those type of aliens. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> okay. So, I wanted to start off with the definition. You ready for it? All right. So, an alien, and this is according to the Oxford Dictionary, the definition for an extraterrestrial or an alien It is a hypothetical or fictional being from outer space, especially an intelligent one. So even in its definition, it's more so thought of as a fictional character out of like a sci-fi movie or a sci-fi story versus an actual being. I mean, most people, there are people who wholeheartedly believe in aliens, people who claim to have had experiences with aliens, some people who are just kind of biased, you know, and then there's other people who... They want the proof before believing in anything. They think it's all just kind of blown out of proportion. Um, I'm kind of in that gray area where, like, they might exist. I'm sure there's life outside of this planet, obviously. There's got to be. It wouldn't make any sense if we were the only living beings in all of the universe. That makes no sense. But regarding the types of aliens that we're going to discuss, those I'm not so sure if they're actually real or if it was people having lucid dreams or, you know extremely tripping out on some LSD. Who knows? But so uh, with such advancements in technology, obviously we are very technologically advanced. So there's no wonder that scientists have had, you know, more time and tools to discover the depths of outer space. We know more now than we have all of history, basically. Um, And we've been able to basically research space in more detail and with more accuracy than ever before. So the concept of aliens and finding life outside of our small little earth, because we are. We're like a little tiny grain of sand in the ocean of the universe. So research of space and attempts to make contact with aliens has been basically ongoing since the mid-20th century. Whether or not actual contact with intelligent extraterrestrials has been made, that's been basically an ongoing debate between skeptics and conspiracy theorists alike. So it's been ongoing whether or not aliens actually exist, if it's just, you know, stories, people want attention, they want media coverage. So much debate revolves around aliens. And there's also been several types or species of aliens discussed. And I'm going to go over a list of some of them that have made it into stories, made it into movies. People have claimed to have experienced being abducted by these type of aliens. So I'm going to leave it to you guys to decide if you think they're real if you think they're fictional, or if there's potential they could be real. So here we go. So 
number one. And there's a short list of uh, the different types of aliens or extraterrestrial beings. So for number one, it's called the Flatwoods Monster. And basically it's described as a tall humanoid with a spade-shaped head. And the image almost looked like a KKK member. So they got, <laughs> they got KKK like aliens. Yeah, maybe they're not really even humans. They're just uh, these Flatwoods monsters. They're just racist aliens. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but um, another one, and this one is probably the most common. It's the one that you would see in most of the movies or images of, like, the alien head with the big eyes. Um, they call them the greys. It's basically a gray-skinned humanoid being. They're pretty short. They're usually about three to four feet tall. They're bald. <laughs> um, they have black almond-shaped eyes, so like that imagery of the aliens where it's like the larger almond-shaped, like pointed upwards eyes. Uh, they have no nose but little tiny nostrils, small slits for mouths, no ears. It says they're, they have usually about three to four fingers, including their thumbs. And obviously they are the most common imagery we see when we think of aliens. So a lot of movies, a lot of cartoons, a lot of drawings, apparent abductions, all kind of are correlated to the gray. Like when, that's what we think of when we think of aliens are what would be termed the grays. Yep. So there's that Even one. Even an autopsy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that image from like years ago where they did a supposed autopsy on the alien, that was supposedly a gray. Yeah. So this one I thought was kind of humorous. This one I am pretty sure is not legit. It's just put in here for cultural reference rather than an actual, rather than it being an actual being. And this one's called the Hopkinsville Goblin, or Little Green Men, <laughs> Little Leprechauns. Basically, they're defined as small greenish silver humanoids, and they're most notorious for anal probing. <laughs> So, anytime you get probed anally, that's done by these little uh, green men, the Hops Hopkins the yeah. goblins, the butt goblins. Weird fetish aliens. <laughs> so. The butt goblin aliens. Yeah. Um, and they the are more so fictional. <laughs> oh, no. Um, what was that about? They're gross. They're more so fictional. Um, and I just wanted to include that because I thought that was humorous, the anal probe. Anything with anal probing, aliens abduct you, they probe you. More than likely, they probe your butt. They're curious about yeah. it. <laughs> so Anything with anal, anal probing and we're all over it. Yeah, we'll cover that. <laughs> Jesus. We're there okay. for you. And this one, I remember me and you had discussed uh, I don't know if we discussed it in the last episode briefly or if it was off record, but these ones are called the Nordic Aliens or also sometimes mm. called Space Brothers, quote unquote. Now they go by a bunch of different names, so I'm going to go through some of those. They can also be called the Plajaran, Plajaran, the Venusians, Tall Whites, or the Agorthians, Agorthians. Very mm. weird names and hard for me to pronounce mm. because I don't. I don't speak good English, clearly. And these are defined as humanoids that have the stereotypical Nordic features, hence the name Nordic aliens. So they're described as tall, blonde hair, blue eyes, and a light skin tone and complexion. So Basically they're very better common. better looking than most of us. Yeah. Yeah. Damn aliens. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
gosh. I was going to go somewhere, but I'm not. Um, that Aryan blood is strong in these ones. <laughs> yeah. But um, they're very common in many of the reported alien abductions. And it's said that these aliens are actually more likely from ancient Earth. So basically saying that they used to be the Earth inhabitants, and then they are obviously more intelligent than us humans. They went into space, and they come back, grab us, evolved or de-evolved in their mind, whatever we are, humans, take us up to space, analyze us, probe us, whatever they do for their study. Change recipes, you know. Yeah, yep. (laughs) But... They are probably the most attractive out of the whole bunch that I'm going to describe. Now, these ones, I'm sure most people wouldn't mind getting anal probing by, rather than those green butt goblins. <laughs> God. Yeah, the pump. Pro, 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 pro. Gosh. But, yeah, there are stories of people who've had supposed abductions. And this one guy said that he was taken up into space, and he met a tall blonde woman which I would assume would be one of the Nordic aliens, and he mated with her so she could, you know, procreate half-human, half-Nordic yeah. alien. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's legit or not, if these are real, or if it's just some weird fantasy of some science fiction writer, but it is interesting to uh, learn about these. So, the last one I know almost everybody has heard of. If not, you've been living under a rock because there's so many theories around these ones, and they are very creepy. I'm just going to put that out there. Real or not, it's still creepy, at least in my opinion. And that is the reptilians and the reptiloids. Reptilian hemorrhoids. (laughs) Um, These are also called the draconians. So these are primarily what we would associate with you know, social media, with the news, with pop culture, with the government. Basically, the elites would be tied to the reptilian race. So um, basically, they're described as tall, scaly humanoids. And many of the conspiracy theorists claim that the government, as I mentioned, pop culture and the news, and even people in everyday life that we may not even think of it being, are actually reptilian aliens posing as humans. And basically, they're goal is to control all the masses, you know, through social media, through news, through media, basically, to overpower Earth, to gain control of everything and basically just destroy our civilization and make it their own. Globalist. Um, Yeah. 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 That's why it's tied to the elite. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Don't want to get demonetized, so I'm not going to go further. But um, there's many videos online especially YouTube. You can go to YouTube and type in reptilian, reptilian pop culture. You'll find tons of videos and, you know, stories of, of these creatures, these reptilian creatures, apparently, and by conspiracy theorists. And it shows clips of different people, many times news anchors or government officials or pop stars. And it always shows them strangely shape-shifting right on camera. And it looks terrifying, like it is convincing. Um, I don't remember who it was, but there was one, I think it was one of the Bush, the Bush's daughters, George Bush's daughters, and she was having an interview with a news anchor, and every time it would go to her, it was like she was transforming, and it looked like a legit, like a lizard-type creature, the way it was transforming, and it would, like, go in and out. Every time it would go to her, it would, like, start transforming, and then they would quickly switch back to the news anchor 
And even the news anchor looked a little like weirded out, like what's happening to your face? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think they even brought it up at one point, like there must be some sort of technical difficulty or glitch, but who knows, you know, trying to cover it up as she's trying to stay in her human form rather than her reptilian form. And that also brings me up to a side note. Um, along with those videos showing the supposed shape-shifting that they quickly try and cover up. There's also videos of uh, a form of mind control called MKUltra. Have you heard of that before? Negative. Have you? (laughs) No. Okay. Well, basically what it is, I think it was a study done in Canada, and just studying different types of mind control, and they say that it's still going on through you know, media and pop culture and, you know, pop stars, movie stars, what have you. Um, mm-hmm. And anybody involved in a higher position that can basically persuade the masses is basically controlled under this mind control. They're controlled under the mind control. <laughs> and so that's something I definitely want to do for a future episode, kind of a, you know, foreshadowing for everybody. We're going to be doing something on MK Ultra in the future. But going back to the reptilians, there's many conspiracy theorists who believe that reptilians are demons or demonic creatures controlled by Satan. So it's another take, whether aliens or demons, and that they partake in blood sacrifices and pedophilia. And, I mean, the the situation with, what's his name, Epstein? Epstein? Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. Apparently died in prison. We don't know if he's actually dead, but we're going to go with it. Yep. Some people theorize that he's part of that. You know, he he might be a reptilian. And all these very powerful um, individuals, whether it's in, you know, politics or pop culture, stars, what have you, a lot of them are considered reptilians. And uh, there's just so many theories around it. It's really creepy to think about. And it's creepy to think that there could be potentially a group of elites who are actually shape-shifting, like alien demons who are basically set out to destroy humanity. It's so creepy. And last little side note, the conspiracy theorists, right. they also theorize that Epstein, going back to him, he was a huge contributor, obviously, to the child sex ring and trafficking, human trafficking. He was disgusting. That he was obviously probably a reptilian as well, and that he's not actually dead, but it was a cover-up. And, you know, that, that alone in itself can be another topic for another day. So we're not going to go into right. that further. But that, that would be another interesting topic, too, to go into different conspiracy theories on different things that happen in the media. So that's what yeah, I have. Plenty of things. It, so. Yeah, plenty of things that are, like, said that are totally untrue. Just propaganda, yeah. more or less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, that had never happened on this show. No, uh, never. You know. Never. Right. You can take it away. We're if you just want. strictly hard, yeah, strictly hardcore news. <laughs> Alrighty. Like listening to Depth of Darkness? Well, the Podcoin app pays you to listen to this podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. Just get the Podcoin app on iPhone or Android. It's free and super easy to use. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards or donate to charity. I use the PodCoin app to do all my podcast listening now, and I love it. Get it for free on the App Store today and use the invite code DODPOD. Again, DODPOD. DODPOD. You'll get 300 PodCoins just for signing up if you use my code. That's 300 PodCoins just for signing up if you use my code DODPOD. 
Go give the PodCoin app a try today. My little segment is going to be explaining about the Roswell incident. And if you know about Roswell, New Mexico, it's a strange little town. Very cute, very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has the Inter- International UFO Museum based there. And the reason it's based there is because a man who was present at the infamous Roswell incident back in June 1947 decided to keep the the story uh, alive. You can speak mm-hmm. to people in Roswell, which I have, uh, mm-hmm. at the museum and just roundabout, and they firmly believe in this UFO uh, story, the original UFO story, not the goofy weather balloon story that the uh, government floated a few days later. Um, Wasn't that debunked anyways? It was completely debunked, I think. Well, the the weather balloon thing is idiotic. Uh, It doesn't line up with anything that the people saw that night. And I'll just go into a, a little, a little basic summary of the incident that occurred through the Wikipedia. And, uh, this was on June 14th, 1947. Uh, William Brazel, a foreman working on the Foster homestead, noticed clusters of debris approximately 30 miles north of Roswell, New Mexico. This date, or about three weeks before July 8th, appeared in later stories featuring Brazel, but the initial press release from the Roswell Army Airfield said the find was sometime last week, suggesting Brazel found the debris in early July. Brazel told the Roswell Daily Record that he and his son saw a large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber rubber strips, tinfoil, a rather tough paper, and sticks. He paid little attention to it, but later returned on July 4th with his son, wife, and daughter to gather up the material. Some accounts have described Brazel as having gathered some of the material earlier, rolling it together and stashing it under some brush. Uh, The next day, Brazel heard reports about flying discs and wondered if that was what he had picked up. On July 7th, Brazel saw Sheriff Wilcox and whispered, kind of conv- kind of confidential-like, <laughs> that he may have found a flying disc. Another account quotes Wilcox as saying Brazel reported the object on July 6th. Wilcox <laughs> called the RAAF, which is the Roswell Army Airfield, wow. Major Jesse Marcel, who was actually a big name involved in this, and a man in plain clothes accompanied by accompanied Brazel back to the ranch where more pieces were picked up. Uh, Brazel said, we spent a couple hours Monday afternoon, July 7th, looking for any more parts of the weather device. Oh, actually, that was Marcel who said that. Now, see, Marcel was the one who floated the weather balloon thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it totally goes against what people originally saw and what people uh, read in the original news account. The original news account uh, basically had a headline that that read, Army reveals it has found flying disc on ranch in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And then a couple days later, it showed a big picture on the front page of the newspaper that showed um, one of the uh, 
could have been two of the army officers sitting in a living room with like pieces of a uh, mylar balloon type weather balloon that was on the mm-hmm. ground uh, on the floor in the room they were sitting in and it looked mm-hmm. nothing like what was described basically all you can say is the government was really not very good at you know backtracking and covering up at that time uh, yeah what what the reason is, I'm not even going to speculate what the reasoning is behind the cover-up or any of that. I don't really mm-hmm. care. And I think most people really don't care. We we yeah. know that there's stuff like that going on in the world, uh, you know, otherworldly visitors or at least weird mm-hmm. spacecraft that leads people to believe that they're otherworldly. But for some reason, they want to cover it up. And it's ridiculous. And only in yeah. recent years, uh, through the Freedom of Information Act, certain classified documents have been declassified that actually confirm these stories that UFOs were actually found that abductions actually happened, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that the but supposed men actually happened. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> and it was no, it was no Friday night date or anything like that. This was something serious going on and, uh, you know, just all sorts of things. Yeah. All sorts yeah. of nasty, weird, uh, sexual things happening. And uh, <laughs> basically, uh, Roswell was the beginning of all of this in America uh, as far as like the UFO phenomenon being a widespread uh, news event as opposed to just some myth or story you might hear around a campfire. It, w- right. it really brought it, you know, into the public uh, for and uh, people read about it in the papers and they generally assumed that it was credible. Even after it was debunked by the the Air Force and several other government uh, agencies. So anyway, mm-hmm. with that being said, you have your general time frame of, of when these original UFO stories came about. And mm-hmm. since then, mm-hmm. since that uh, occurred, there were uh, people in the Air Force and the Army Air Corps during World War II that reported uh, sightings of what they called Foo Fighters, just like mm-hmm. the rock group, Foo Fighters, and uh, which were just basically flying saucers, UFOs. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, that, that ad, obviously... UFO episode. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't, uh, I didn't know about the Foo Fighters. I thought that was cool. So, now, I remember my dad <laughs> mentioning it when I was a little kid, and I was like, Foo Fighters, what the heck is that? Naturally, yeah. my mind shifted to like some sort of Chinese or Japanese fighter, you know, fool, you know. I didn't realize <laughs> that it was <laughs> it was some sort of space. The way you said it, fool. <laughs> fool. Yeah. You know, Shut up, fool. Anyway, basically, <laughs> yep. what we have <laughs> what we have here is failure to communicate. Now, moving onward, we're going to talk about a couple of famous abductions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's probably no more famous abduction than the one that happened in September of 1961 to Barney and Betty Hill. Uh, yep. This was a this was a couple basically uh I'm trying to get to the exact point here in this article. By the way, I'm at thoughtcatalog.com again, and uh, mm-hmm. our friendly Christine Stockton again happened to write this little bunch of 
articles on abductions. And cool. this is this is a couple that was, uh, and I'll read it right out of the uh, the blog here. It says, in 1961, a married couple were driving home from a vacation at Niagara Falls. When they saw what they thought was a falling star, but it moved around in the sky and began to grow bigger. They decided to drive slowly along the road and follow the light as it grew closer to them in the sky, eventually stopping in the middle of the highway as the object hovered only 80 to 100 feet from them. At this point, Barney Hill commits a horror movie no-no and gets out of the car to get a closer look. All right, right away, that's that's really stupid. You know, you yeah. don't want to get out of the car. If anything, you want to stay in the car and gun it and run something over if it looks dangerous or... No, that was dangerous. I'm going to go look at it. Yes. I'm going to use this car as a battering ram. Uh, Anyway. No, this is all just a joke. I'm not saying actually do something like that. But after seeing a craft with 8 to 11 humanoid creatures in black uniforms on it, he screamed, they're going to capture us, and ran back to the car, and the couple drove home. Now... A trip that should have taken three hours mysteriously took seven. The Hills could not account for the missing time. Additionally, a lot of other strange things happened, leading them to conclude they had been abducted. Okay? Uh, Yeah. Arriving home at about dawn, the Hills assert that they had some odd sensations and impulses they could not readily explain. Betty insisted their luggage be kept near the back door rather than in the main part of the house. Their watches would never run again. Barney noted that the leather strap from the binoculars was torn, even though he could not recall tearing. Uh, The toes of his best-dressed shoes were inexplicably scraped. Barney says, okay, this is the serious part here. Barney says that he was compelled to examine his genitals in the bathroom. (laughs) What the hell's wrong with him? Okay, well, with... All guys feel that way sometimes. I mean, there's nothing unusual about that. But they found nothing unusual. They took long showers to remove possible contamination, and each drew a picture of what they had observed. Their drawings were strikingly similar. Perplexed, the hills say they tried to reconstruct the chronology of events as they witnessed the UFO and drove home. But immediately after they heard the buzzing sounds, their memories became incomplete and fragmented. They vaguely recalled a luminous moon shape sitting on the road. Barney recalled saying, oh no, not again. Betty thought <laughs> Barney had taken a sharp left turn off Route 3. I'm not sure what that means, but, uh, you know, from the area they were in, that's probably an important road, I guess. After yeah. sleeping for a few hours, Betty awoke and placed the shoes and clothing she had worn during the drive into her closet, observing that the dress was torn at the hem, zipper, and lining. Later, when she retrieved the items from her closet, she noted a pinkish powder on her dress. I wonder if Bill Clinton knows about this. She hung the dress (laughs) on her clothesline, and the pink powder blew away. But the dress was irreparably damaged. She threw it away, but then changed her mind, retrieving the dress and hanging it in her closet. Over the years, five laboratories have conducted chemical and forensic analysis on the dress. There were shiny concentric circles on the car's trunk that had not been there the previous day. Betty and Barney experimented with a compass, noting that when they moved it close to the spots, the needle would whirl rapidly. But when they moved it a few inches away from the shiny spots, it would drop down. Okay. Well, obviously, that's 
some sort of weird tracking device or something. Yeah. As time, as time passed, Betty and Barney remembered more and more details of their abduction and anal probing. Okay, I just threw that in there for laughs. <laughs> Here is a map of a solar system constructed from hypnotherapy. And then it goes on to show a certain formation of stars in a galaxy far, far away. And uh, mm-hmm. where they, that evidently Betty Hill was instructed where they came from. Uh, places called Zeta 1 Reticuli, Zeta 2 Reticuli. And uh, I'm, I'm just confused at that because uh, I've never heard those places before. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, there's there's more more stories uh, basically on the same thing, and I'm not sure we really need to get into the anal probing. Everybody has their own horror stories with that, I'm sure. Uh, everybody's well, all the guys out there know what it what it means to get your uh, prostate checked. It's never a good time, uh, and nobody needs to uh, think of it in an alien story either. But evidently, things like that happen. And, uh, yeah, I, I, for the longest time, I've heard all sorts of weird alien stories. Uh, mm-hmm. and they all have to do Robert. with butt probing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these aliens. Well, you know, but... something, un- something unpleasant along those lines anyway. Yeah. So there's different stories of different, uh, victims on this mm-hmm. webpage. It's once again, that's thoughtcatalog.com, Christine Stockton. Alien abduction stories. And she's yeah. pretty good. I gotta say she's thorough. She writes yeah. down uh pretty yeah, much everything. From, uh, you wanna know. The shadow people, right? The shadow people no, no, no black eyed yeah, kids. Yeah, the black eyed kids. kids, yeah. Yeah, a lot of information on that when we did that uh show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid with the well, apple. It was, yeah. <laughs> the kid who wanted ketchup on his apple. <laughs> God. So that's uh yeah. Cool. Yeah. But I, 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 all I can say is hopefully it never happens to me. And uh, nah. living in New Mexico, I'm sure I've upped the ante on that quite a bit. Less chance of it happening yep. in Chicago than there is in New Mexico, but uh, so nah. far so good. It can still happen. <laughs> For all we know, maybe right. it did happen. We just don't recollect it. You know, maybe we right. do some hypnotherapy and see if we have any yeah. memories of our butts being probed. <laughs> Yeah, if it did happen, I must have been thoroughly unim- unimpressed with the whole thing and you know, <laughs> slept it off, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know how it is. Nobody needs to know about that other kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll back to you, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have for today, folks. But I did... Yeah. I totally forgot to talk about this in the beginning, so I'm going to throw it in here at the end. Sorry, everybody. Thank God. I know. This has nothing to do with aliens, but I wanted to just do a real quick special thanks to our new sponsor, and it's Audible. So Audible is basically a company that um, offers audiobooks. So if you're like me, I have kids, I work full time, I don't have time to sit down and actually read a text you know, read books, physical books in my hands. I can't do it. I can't even read ebooks. So audiobooks are the next best thing. I can do it on my downtime. I can do it when I'm driving. I can, you know, when I'm working out, whatever. I can listen to an audiobook. I was really excited to uh, partner with Audible for the sponsorship. So I wanted to share it with all of you. 
So you can actually get your first audiobook for free. And then after that, it's, um, it's basically a monthly subscription. You can cancel any time, no fees. And you can actually visit our link in the description box. It's http colon two forward slash audibletrial.com forward slash depth of darkness. And if you go that, you'll be supporting not only us, but also Audible. And it really is a good service. I'm not just saying that. I really do love Audible. I've probably listened to close to 30 books on there. And it's just nice to be able to listen to a book. It's still your imagination brewing up the story. So you're not just, you know, listening to something and not creating your own image of what that story is. You're still, it's still as if you're reading it. You're just not physically reading it. You're listening to it. And I, I really like it. It's kind of like if you guys are listening to us and we tell you the stories, you can kind of picture it in your brain. That's kind of what Audible does for you. So it's great. And there's basically so many books on there. If you guys want some recommendations of good creepy books, you know, maybe I'll make a video on that. Who knows? But there's really good books on there. And you'd be amazed at how many books you're just going to like get drawn into. So definitely check out Audible. Um, click the link in the description. Again, you'll be supporting not only us, but Audible. Audible's a great company. They, it, it, I wish it was around, you know, a long time ago. I mean, back when I was in school, they had audiobooks, and it was just kind of picking up pace. And it wasn't like they are now. It was on a cassette tape. You had to listen to it on a cassette tape. So, again, I'm aging myself, but I'm sure kids today don't even know what cassette tapes are. Do they even exist anymore? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm a 90s kid. I miss the 90s. I want to go back. But Audible is a great option. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's it's a good option. So check it out. You get your first audiobook for free. You can't complain with that. And if, say, you want to cancel after that free book, you don't want to pay for it, you get to keep that book. So that's awesome. So I wanted to throw that in here because I feel bad I didn't throw it in the beginning. So I apologize. Hope I didn't bore you with that. But just check it out. Good time. But thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Audible. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Audible, yeah. for joining the team. Yes, yeah. thank you. They're diving deep in the darkness with us. Fantastic. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Just wanted to go out on a good note, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.